0: Well, we made it to another Friday. It's good to be here with you. Welcome into the Open Mic Podcast. Today, we have the amazing and talented Perez Hilton. That's right. You heard it right. Perez is on the show. He is a pop culture influencer and really one of many people who inspired me to start my podcast and really gave me the desire to interview celebrities and have fantastic and meaningful conversations. And uh, he was just so amazing. We talked about so many different things and really uh, just a lot of key takeaways about being the hardest worker in the room, really just having an unbreakable work ethic, like almost to an unhealthy level, and really just pushing hard. And and how Hard you work can often determine the success that you will have. And so we talk about that and much more. Perez was the best. We also have a brand new feature on our website. The Open Mic Podcast is doing movie recommendations every Friday. Yes. And this week we are talking about the last blockbuster that is now streaming on Netflix. Be sure to check it out. Just a fun and iconic film, some nostalgia, some Americana about uh, the days of walking into a video store and renting a movie. Some of you. Look listening probably have never heard of that but be sure to check out the last blockbuster and uh, enjoy our interview with Perez idly hey welcome to another episode of the open mic podcast prepare to be astonished with Brett Allen we are so gonna party. <laughs> A pop culture podcast. <gasps> oh! At the open mic, no topic is off limits. Great Odin's Raven! Join in weekly as Brett interviews your favorite celebrities from film, television, television sports, music, and much more. Plus, you never know who will stop by. The Mystic Portal Awake. Now here is your host, Brett Allen. <laughs> I have to tell you it's because of you and just all the things that you do with pop culture is what inspired me to start a podcast three years ago and no experience hadn't talked to anybody. And now I'm talking to fantastic celebs like yourself. So thank you for having that indirect, but I guess direct influence on my life.
1: (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Yeah. I love doing my own podcast and being guests on podcasts as well, because it's a different experience. You know, usually with what I do with my quote day job on my website and social media, it's about being quick and being entertaining and informative as fast as possible. But with podcasts, you get to talk about subjects in depth and just savor it, which I love savoring things. Although I also love like just scarfing down a nice chocolate (laughs) as well or ice cream. So I, I do both and I enjoy both.
0: Yeah. Well, I imagine, especially now with the pandemic, with your day job, which I think everybody wants to have a day job like you, you've had a lot of time on your hands. So I guess the question is how do you mitigate it all with being a dad and your blog? Now you're on clubhouse. I've seen you on there and Like, how do you find time to be you? It has to be a lot, I would imagine.
1: You have to schedule and prioritize. You know, you have to put value to the things that are important to you. So for me, my kids are number one, but also making changes. So over the last few months, I've been prioritizing sleep more, which I used (laughs) to not do. And it's made me so much happier. And helped me to deal with things still not being back to normal and helped me to deal with difficulties that come up professionally, which they still do. And I think I'm handling things better. Also, you know, I'm, I'm seeing my therapist again, which I started to do in December, and I hadn't seen him in five years. Oh, and wow. that's been very, very helpful if for, for no other reason than to have somebody that supports me that is just there to listen and care. And I don't feel guilty about like, oh, I'm unloading everything on my mother or a friend. (laughs) Yeah, at least I'm paying my therapist so that I can just let it all out. So yeah, um, you know, you have to schedule things and make the things that add to your life the priority.
0: I like that. And one of the things that I admire about you, well, there's many, but the fact is, is that you are a dad. I'm a single dad. And so I have a six-year-old. We're kind of going into that phase where he's getting older and being more self-aware about things that happen around him. Do your kids have any, how, how old are your kids? If you don't mind me asking, do they, are they interested in kind of what you do? Do they have an idea of what you do? Are they that point where they're interested in what dad is up to?
1: My kids, I have a son who is eight. He just turned eight. I have a five-year-old daughter and I have a three-year-old daughter and they all, well, maybe not the youngest, but my older two definitely know who Perez Hilton is and the difference between him and dad. They also know the many different things that I do from my podcast to my website to, you know, they even know the names of some of the apps that I use and spend time on. <laughs> nice. Oh, is that Clubhouse or <laughs> I love that's Instagram? And my kids all love being involved and helping. You know, my dad, my son will film a lot of my videos at times if I'm making like a silly dance video or whatever. Um, my daughter, loves to be in my videos. My son loves doing more of the behind the scenes things, but he likes being on camera as well. He's just not as much of a ham as his sister. She's like, (laughs) so my twin in so many ways. Um, and, And back when, you know, the world was back to normal, you know, the kids used to love going to premieres and events and things like that. And I, look forward to when we can return to all of that.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. I I was just kind of on the cusp of being able to do some of these interviews in person. I'm in Northern California, so Southern California was an easy trip, but now everything is kind of frozen. I'm very curious, when you first got started, you, you started out as a blogger and then you kind of worked your way up. And really, I think, It's a self-example for a lot of people to gather that hard work really pays off and that if you put your mind to something that really the dream is achievable, right? I think on certain levels. And then you became a dad and you've still been able to maintain the level of success. How did becoming a father change you as an individual As far as like, not necessarily the lifestyle of being an entertainer and pop culture person like yourself, but just as far as like, sort of, we alluded to it, reprioritizing things and going, well, I still have this job and I still have people that rely on me for the latest updates on, you know, what the Kardashians might be up to saying what a lot of us think, you know what I'm saying?
1: So it was a surprise to me. One of the, you know... Every everybody knows all of the wonderful things that come with having children, but we don't often talk about sometimes the bad things that come with having children. And for me, one of the bad, unexpected, and new things that happened after I became a parent was that was when anxiety manifested in in my <laughs> yes. life. Um, specifically for me, my anxiety was tied to two things, finances and the future and finances and uh, working even harder obsessively and just you know, obsessively thinking about money and I don't have enough money and I have to work harder and what if things don't go right and just like, you can't control the future. It's smart though to think about the future. You can't, I don't think that you can be fully present because if you're just fully present in just today, you're just working on today that could be a dangerous thing, you know? Oh yeah. Like, you know, when I talk about finances a lot uh, to young influencers or anybody really, it's, it's a, this is a message that anybody could and should hear. I think, you know, we've grown up over the last several decades and around um, this saying, you know, I've I've heard so many times people saying, oh, you need to live within your means. Sure. No, no, that's not the right saying. We need to reprogram what we're telling each other and especially our children. Don't live within your means, live below your means. Because like going back to what I was saying, you know, if I just was present and living for today, and i said well yeah i can afford this sure i can afford to buy that i'm going to buy that new car i can afford to buy that new car i'm going to get it but just because you can afford to do something doesn't mean you should i mean i don't think enough people stress the importance of saving especially in america where most people don't save that much most americans are living close to paycheck to paycheck and taking maybe more vacations than they should, or this or that or the other, or using their credit cards more than they should. I know I was one of them. I filed for bankruptcy in my early twenties because I was an idiot. So I really hope that I can help my children if they're receptive to that. Cause you know, kids are going to do what they want to do. They may not always listen to your advice. Uh, you know, people have to make their own mistakes, but I don't know. Um, it's important to at least listen. You can do what you want, but they better at least listen to me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I totally get that. It makes perfect sense. And it's interesting that you say that because I was talking to Tim Gunn some time ago and he was talking about the idea that a lot of these new celebrities, I guess you could say, or just anybody really don't get the concept of living below your means. It's like, why would you go out and buy an $800 sweatsuit when You could buy a $200 or $100 sweatsuit, which is equally as nice, and then donate that money to like charity or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like being more forward thinking. And I think when we're younger and we're living life in the moment, it's such a valuable lesson. My God. It's like, we don't think about, well, what if I have kids one day and I need to teach them these life lessons or we have a pandemic. That's the one thing that we never counted on was having a pandemic. And now even like, I think the highest of the highest had an, oh shit, pardon my language moment. Like, oh God, and I've got 700 people on my payroll. How am I going to do this? You know what I mean? It's crazy to even think well, it about depends.
1: That. It depends. You know? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. You know, Jeff Bezos and Amazon have been doing great. Sure, yeah. Almost everybody else though has been very affected. I have, you know, like my own podcast, we were doing so well on my podcast with advertisers.
0: Yeah. And then now nobody wants to advertise because they don't have money.
1: It, not even just on podcasts, but, you know, advertising on television is down. Everything is a mess, but not everybody's affected. I mean, and then it's like, it's weird because, um, you know, like Disney World and Disneyland, Disney World's open, but at a limited capacity, Disneyland is closed, but Disney's actually still doing very well because their Disney plus streaming service yeah. has exploded.
0: 100%. Um,
1: so everything's, everything's crazy. Yeah. Still.
0: It's insane. It really is. Like it's almost a year to the day, really, this has been going on and I don't think, you know, anybody expected for this to be going on as long as it did. Like I even myself was like, we'll be out of this in like a few months, you know, and then we're going to be perfectly fine. And then I lost my job. So, you know, fortunately I, am able to work from home. I, I digress. But the point is, is that I think we have to be forward thinking and that sort of thing. So you have your podcast and the blog and all that you do did the pandemic affect you in regards to just your ability to travel and kind of go to do the red carpets and that sort of thing? And are you now just doing it all virtually pretty much? I mean, yeah,
1: I, I used to travel, you know, a good amount for just fun uh, and, and work every once in a while also. Uh, but my mother lives with me and she's very high risk. She's a senior in her late 60s, plus has a lot of health conditions that make her high risk. Um, So I really took the pandemic seriously, as I would have hoped we all did. But living in Los Angeles, that's not the case. We were the epicenter of the COVID pandemic in the United States. Thankfully, things are a bit better now, but not great because yes, they're better compared to where they were, but where they were a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or so was out of control. Insane. Like one out of nine people in Los Angeles County had at one point COVID one out of nine, like that's a lot. Yes. Um, I'm glad that people are getting vaccinated. I hope that everybody gets vaccinated, please. Even the ones who don't usually do vaccines or believe in them, whatever. Just, I just want us all to get back to normal as soon as possible because everything has been affected. I haven't been able to travel really. Um, We did go on one trip last year. At the end of the year in December, I rented a cabin in Big Bear, which I thought was safe for my family. Like, you know, we could just chill in our cabin and do outdoor things and we did and it was lovely uh, but yeah everything event wise in Los Angeles has been closed or yeah. do- they're, not, they're not really even they're not even really do- I mean they're doing they're doing some virtual events but I don't want to go especially because like part of the reason for me going to events was it was bi- it was a business thing it wasn't because I always enjoyed it I would go to events because right. You get photographed, you network, then you can share it on your socials. Like, Oh, look where I was in the mix. You know, it's like a good, it's a good look and it's important to go to events. And especially if it's like a children's premiere, my kids love going to the movies and all of those things. But if it's online, my thought is, well, pay me. You <laughs> want me to attend your virtual premiere or event? Where's the money? Otherwise I don't care.
0: No, that's a very valid point. It's funny. I, I, did a virtual taping of the mask dancer or the mask singer, one of those, it was weird. Like it was so weird. It was me and like 250 other people watching this television taping and the judges, some of them interacted with us and things, but really it was like four hours of my day where instead of me being in a studio, now I'm doing it, you know, virtually. And I even watched some of the stand-up comedy stuff. And it's still weird to see all of those things happening that way. But I get it because of what you do, an entertainment reporter, blogger, influencer, you know, your job is to be there and on the spot, right? And not, you know, just watching it from afar. I want to talk about you and the platforms that you be a part of, that you choose to be a part of, and that you... Manage All very successfully. And recently, Clubhouse is now the latest and greatest thing. You've been on there a lot. You've talked about, you know, YouTube and longevity and your weight loss and you have different themes. And I'm sure a lot of people get on there. I even heard it and they want to kind of talk about them and then ask you a question If you have somebody like that that comes to you and they have one shot to talk to you outside of like a podcast and they ask you a question, do you ever have moments where you're like, is that really the question that you want to ask me? This is like your one shot. Or are you just happy to be able to help people? Because I feel like you're very gracious in giving with your time. I mean, I
1: don't really care what anybody asks. I just, I, I do appreciate people who can be succinct because I don't think it's fair for somebody to come up and then start speaking for five minutes and then right. just monopolizing the room. Because part of the thing that I enjoy is I really love interacting with as many people as possible and bringing up, like, I, I moderate my rooms very efficiently or I try to, because um, I love getting to as many uh, as the listeners as possible so that's the only thing that i would say is you know just try to be brief um, and if i have a follow-up you know i'll ask a follow-up or whatever uh, but it's not because i don't want to hear from people i do i want to hear from as many people as possible and you can tell me your story in two minutes or, or your question in two minutes or a minute or 30 seconds but when it goes longer than 2 minutes it's like uh, okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can imagine because i'm sure you get dms all the time people wanting to ask you for advice and that sort of thing so really an overarching theme that you would give to somebody who maybe wants to be an influencer or do the type of things that you do if if they have the moment to ask it's best to ask something that's succinct and to the point right and not necessarily like how do i get a blue check mark on instagram <laughs> No, I
1: mean, if that's your question, that's a brief question and somebody yeah. can answer.
0: Yeah. No, no, I know. I, I say that sort of jokingly because I've had other people, and when I asked the same type of question, you know, they go, Oh, it's a one-shot thing. So when you got started, you came around in a time where this whole idea of entertainment reporting was kind of in a boom and you 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 caught success quite quickly. And you became a household name, whether it was on television or a talk show, people knew who Perez was. When you started out, was there anything that you would have done differently that brought you to where you're at now in your career, or would you have just kept everything the same and just kind of went about it the way that you did with somewhat of a clear path from at least from my perspective?
1: Oh no, I would change so much of what I did. Because I have a ton of regrets (laughs) specifically, you know, while I entertained millions of people, I also hurt a lot of people because of my very unfiltered and just attention seeking ways. Okay. So I, I am confident enough now in who I am and what I do and how I'm different from everybody else and special to know that I didn't need to do all of that. I'm still wacky and wonderful, fabulous, crazy enough as I am to have gotten attention and sustained attention. I didn't need to do all of the things that I did thinking that I needed to at the time. But, you know, the only thing I can do now is do things differently. And I do.
0: Yeah, 100%. And obviously, you know, you've continued to have success do you think when somebody experienced success like you did at such an early stage of their life or age or whatever, that it's good to have like a mentor or somebody that you can look up to, to help direct you and sort of maybe reel you, not just you specifically, but anybody who is such a quick burn like you did and just kind of help say, okay, maybe we need to to reel this in or reel that in if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, thankfully, I actually was not that young. When I first started doing what I do, I was 26 years old. And an interesting thing is the, quote, influencer space has changed so much since I started 17 years ago. One of the ways it's changed is that influencers keep getting younger and younger and younger
0: It's ridiculous.
1: 26, when I started, would be considered old now. Uh, You know, the popular, quote, influencers, for the most part, are teenagers. Uh, You know, if you are a chef or do something really niche, uh, that's not quite as ageist. And there clearly always are exceptions. uh, But definitely it's helpful to have a mentor, Nobody had done what I was doing, though, before I did it. So I didn't have a mentor. I was paving the way. Uh, but now I love to mentor people. And I have a bunch of folks who ask me for advice. And I'm available to everybody, actually, on Cameo. I do personalized I do um, Zoom sessions with people who want advice. They can book me at cameo.com slash Perez Hilton. And a lot of people have been hitting me up through Clubhouse. I link, I mentioned that in my bio. So then people have been booking me for Zooms and said, hey, I listened to you on Clubhouse, I'm launching a new product, I'd love your advice, or I'm an influencer and I'm struggling in this way, and what do you think I could do? Or even like I'm a musician, listen to my song, what do you think? And that's been awesome. So Clubhouse has been very beneficial for me already, even though it's not a platform that until now has allowed creators to monetize.
0: Oh, so they're allowing creators to monetize now on Clubhouse. No, not, not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay.
1: They have plans to.
0: Yeah. I can't imagine them not allowing people to do that because it's the popularity of it has just gone through the roof. And I don't think people realized that it would. And now everybody wants to be a part of it. I was an early adopter of it. And it's been great making contacts with other publicists and things like that and, Speaking of the topic of platforms, you were an influencer before influencing quote unquote was cool. (laughs) So you've been doing it for a long time and you've been able to successfully adopt all the platforms. Anybody that wants to do entertainment, like an amazing podcast like yourself or influencing whatever in the entertainment space is important. Is it important to have your name on all the platforms and, and be a part of all of them or to just master a couple and just have your name out there just to have it out there.
1: You know, there's a lot of varying opinions on that. I would say you need to do it all, really, because you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. The algorithm changes. You get banned, whatever it might be. Um, <laughs> the, 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 they go out of business. You know, that's happened. Like Vine is Perisco- no longer- Yeah, um, I personally think it's important to be everywhere and make it all a priority because you also don't know which one might pop for you. Um, You know, you might work better on YouTube instead of Instagram or whatever it might be. So, you know, do it all, make it all a priority. And yeah, it's work. It is work. It takes work.
0: Yeah, I think people see folks like yourself or others who are on these platforms and then they have this like success, but I don't think they realize that it's taken you a long time to get where you are. You know, you didn't just like hop on and start a blog or whatever. And now you're like a household name, if that makes any sense. There's all of these years that have led up to that. And I think if there's anything that our listeners take away from this interview is that, It is work, you know, like you have fun, you get to travel. We see one myopic side of it, like, you know, unless you're doing a podcast, but, you know, you're traveling, you're here, you're there, but all the things that you so candidly mentioned about stress and finances and, you know, just keeping it all together. And if they're a parent like yourself, now you have to mitigate your children and their expectations of you and what they expect. Well, I think you're the absolute best and I appreciate your time. I know we have a hard stop. One last question. Looking back at your entire career as a a blogger, as an influencer, a celebrity, is there any advice that you were given when you started out? I know you didn't have a mentor, but maybe somewhere along the way that somebody gave you that has stuck with you and stood out over the test of time to help you continue to maintain this mental stability and success that you've had.
1: Yeah, you know, I think my parents kind of conditioned me or brainwashed me from a very young age uh, to just have an incredible work ethic. You know, my parents are Cuban, they're immigrants. So it's that immigrant mentality um, that, that they left a country and sought political asylum here. And started from scratch. They had nothing. And though my parents were not wealthy or even upper middle class, we were middle class growing up, um, but they were grateful for that. We weren't poor, um, we weren't wealthy. We, you know, my parents just worked hard and they always reminded me you have to work harder than everybody else. And that's the thing, right? Thanks to social media and the internet. You might be able to luck your way into success, but you will not sustain a successful career without an incredible work ethic, an unhealthy work ethic, I would say. Like you have to work insanely hard if incredible success is what you want. And honestly, not everybody wants that. Some people are just
0: comfortable being- The quick burn and that's it.
1: Some people are just comfortable being, you know, a moderately successful person or, you know, some people are just comfortable being a barista at Starbucks. Nothing wrong with that. Um, if that's what you, you know, some people are just happy being a waiter at a restaurant, um, whatever it is. If that's what makes you happy, then great. You know, and the people that are ambitious and want to work really hard, I am proof and testament. You know, I, I believe and I know and I've seen hard, hard, incredible work always pays off. And I'm not just saying hard. I said hard, hard, incredible. I said like an almost unhealthy work ethic. But if you have that, then it's it, it will pay off for you.
0: I love it. And what a perfect way to end this episode. If you want to know more about Perez, obviously, I mean, if you don't know who he is, then I don't know what to say, but just Google him and you can see all the things that he has done, including his weight loss journey and just his celebrity and all the fun things, the blogs. If you want to know the latest and greatest on what's happening in our culture, uh, just Google Perez Hilton and it will give you the scoop. Thank you very much for being with me today. I appreciate it, Perez.
1: Thank you. All right. Have a good one.